Hey everyone, and welcome back to Wine and Soda. We really hope you've been enjoying these episodes. Um, the results are in for episode two and three. Sandy won the audience over on both episodes with, in my perspective, her somewhat decent arguments. Um, 100% of the viewers agreed with her on the Holmes episode, and 73% of the audience took her side with the video games episode. Um, being a gamer myself, that second loss really hit me in the ego, and that really sucks. But if you're like me and you don't agree with the results, uh, make sure to cast your vote every week over on Instagram at Wine and Soda Podcast. You can comment on the episode of the week or cast your vote in the voting highlight section of the page. Um, so help me out, guys. I'm really trying to get that win. In the honor of my winnings today, I am drinking a red Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. As you know, we started this incentive that whoever wins um, or has the last word in that week's topics um, argument, then the other person has to get them a bottle of wine or, in Brian's case, a fancy soda. So this week, I am drinking a Francis Coppola Diamond Collection dated 2017. It's actually a red wine that I've had before. It's a dry wine with some fruity aromas of blackberries and plums. Um, I can see this pairing really well with pasta or steak or chicken. It's absolutely delicious, actually. Uh, it's definitely not your cheap type of wine. It ranges in the mid-20s, but it's definitely worth a try. And it works great as a gift, too. So kick back, relax, and pour yourself a glass of your favorite wine and soda with us. That You made it sound super fancy, and now I'm jealous that I didn't win. Hmm. Well, even if you were to win, you'd get some, like, cheap soda that knowing you you probably wouldn't like i would make sure that the soda has some fruity aromas from the napa valley and you don't all this get to other... pick what soda you get i pick it you for get to you. pick i pick yeah just like you pick this one i know i know i know i picked this one it's not my fault we have a you know cellar in our house so it wasn't that hard for you to pick yeah sandy's uh, sandy's wine cellar is like her her cherished uh prized possession no one can touch it there's like a passcode a lock to get in <laughs> secured there's like a bodyguard and everything invitation by um no it would be accessed by invitation only yeah like rsvp and stuff mm -hmm. there's like a there's a little like a scan eye scanner at the door it like scans your your <laughs> iris and it tells you yeah you're good you can get in um so this week we uh we actually got a, a suggestion for uh, a topic to discuss sandy on our instagram um and it was how do you know that you found the one and I found that I, that would be really cool to to talk about. See? Well, first we asked ourselves, how do we know we found the one? And right away I said, the one doesn't exist. Um, heartbroken, guys. Heartbroken. Yeah. So instead we thought we would address the comment, but at the same time address if you all think the one exists or not. All right. What's your what's your what's your take on this? Well, first, I was going to ask you if you know where this notion of the one comes from. Like, who started this? Where does this come from? That people say, oh, like, you're my soulmate, or I have found the one. Where does that notion come from? Um, actually, it's a good question. I'm not really sure. I just think that it came from like, I guess, someone being with someone else, and it just clicking so well that this person was just like. Yeah, I can't see myself living my life without you. And what this person wrote a book to tell other generations to come that the one exists? I don't I don't think it's a book. I think it's just kind of like word of mouth type of thing. Like every like you know, like like the way things work in this day and age. Just hmm. someone saying something and then it just like applied 
to that per- to the person who was listening and then that person said it to his soulmate i think or whatever and then they just kind of propagated from there that's your final answer that's my final answer what did you do research on it of course oh. how do you expect to win an argument with no research <sighs> see because i'm i'm talking from the heart here the heart is you saying that our ancestors from hundreds of years ago just word of mouth casually told all their kids you'll find the one one day well isn't like i mean that's pretty much how like christianity started before the bible it was just word of mouth no it was the bible no it was word of mouth first and then the bible was written by the 12 disciples we're not gonna get into that i i'm just saying back in the day it was word of mouth there was no there was no books that were being written Yes, there were. I mean, there were, but that's not the main... <laughs> yes, there were. What not, are you talking about? That's not the main way that information was... Literally, cavemen used to draw drawings on the walls and, like, pictures. That's how they used to communicate. So when they would have to leave for whatever reason, other generations would see the caves and the writings on the wall. To this day, we are still finding out things about those um, populations and generations just based on artifacts that we find on sedimentary rocks or... Things like that. So, yeah, people communicated and wrote things down years ago. I'm pretty sure historically speaking, uh, stories and, like, history was told to other people through, like, songs and music. Oh, but we're talking... It wasn't, it wasn't books. That's, what, uh, that's my point. I don't think books was the primary source. I think it was... It was writing, though. It was definitely writing. Like, like, like I just said, cavemen used to... They're the first proof that people used to write and draw knowledge for others to find later on, like okay, through I, messages yeah, without even knowing the alphabet, without even having a method of communicating. But but what I'm saying is that the way that information was propagated, I feel was through word of mouth. Okay. I don't think it was... Anyways, that's not the concept of what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Sand doesn't like losing. No, I just, <laughs> you just talk out of nowhere. No, I'm serious. That, that, that That's what it is. Okay. We should search it up. Search it up. I'm not gonna, I already searched up where the one comes from. I oh, already yeah? know. Okay, what is it? So it actually comes from Greek mythology, Ooh. where they were they would say that the origin of humans uh, came from basically humans originally being created as possessing two bodies, one of a man and one of a woman, and they were joined together. But then the gods would separate them, and you would live your life longing to find your other half. And that's where the concept of your other half or the one comes from. It was this romantic notion or myth that they would pass along to find their romantic partners, other half, complete their puzzle, whichever. And the notion was that like we are created as a whole and separated. And the goal of our lives is to find this one true love, your one true match. And that's where that notion comes from. Whoa, that was way deeper than I thought. But that's that's so cool. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. All right, all right. So it it is a, like whether or not you click with someone, like right off the bat. Well, the notion of the one in this case of Greek mythology is essentially saying that like it starts off as one person. Mm-hmm. So then people look for their half, like they look for their missing piece. Like a lot of people say like, oh, my partner completes me. It's, yeah. It comes from that notion of, um, it's part of you, but then you lose them and you spend so much time looking for them. That's where that notion comes from. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's a matter of whether or not you believe in that and you believe that that exists or not. I don't believe that 
any one person on earth is truly made for another human. And so I don't believe that the one exists. I think people say like, oh, I have found my other half because everyone looks for someone who completes them, but there is no one person on earth made for somebody. Like you weren't born to marry me. That wasn't, that's not written in your DNA. That wasn't written in your genes or in your, you know, in your life story. So the way that I see it is that I, I feel like there is the one for everybody, but I think that I don't think it happens instantaneously. I don't think it's like a love at first sight type thing. I think it happens over time. But I still think that the one applies. So you're saying that it's something that the one, whether or not you find your other person is not the one, right? Well, how can you believe that the one exists if you're saying over time? I'm asking, the question is, do you think the one exists? Do you think there's a person out there who is made for you? Yes. Like a soulmate? Yeah. Okay. So if you believe that, then you believe that when you started dating me, you knew right away, like, she's going to be the one. Like, this is the last girl I will ever date. But the thing, it's not right away. The reason why is because you don't know everything about a person right away. You have to, like, for it to apply, for, for the one to be, like, your other half, you have to know them inside and out, right? So you're like a half believer because a soulmate or the one is believing that this person who you click with from the beginning without necessarily knowing every facet of them, you're saying they were meant like they are made for me. But that, but yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so you're a half believer then you're not a full believer. No, but I mean like you're not going to like you're not going to go and talk talk to a girl at the bar, for example, and within like two minutes of your conversation, be like, oh my God, I want to, I want to marry this girl. Like some people do. Yeah. Like love at first sight. That's what it is. Some people will have one date with someone and go home and think, wow, like this person, he is my dream husband. And yeah, like you're saying over time, they'll get to know the person and think, hmm, I could do without that one trait of them. But overall, their initial like, um, almost like slap in the face like wow who are you that to them is the one it's like you'll like i know people who have said like i'm gonna marry that guy just watch me yeah but yeah okay i I know people who do that too but the thing is is that you're only seeing one side of someone like you're not going to convince me that when the like when you start dating someone like the first date second date third date you're the same person as when you move in with someone okay so we agree then you also believe that the one doesn't exist. Because no, that's I do. one of my arguments. My one of my arguments is exactly that. The one doesn't exist because people change. We have been shown time and time again that people mature and people change with every obstacle or opportunity that comes into their lives. Your career will change you, age will change you, children will change you. Um like life life will change you, right? Obstacles that shape you into maybe a different person, trauma, whatever it may be, it changes you. So the notion of the one existing is wrong because people change. So if the one existed, it would it would have to encompass all of that person. No, but the the way that I see it is that if you found the one, regardless of if that person changes or not, you'd be able to overcome that and still love the person the way you do the first time you fell in love with them. There's a reason why people don't say I love you to um, that's not the, the, one, the person right after like the second date. But that's like, not the one. But that is. No, like you're thinking about it. Like right now, someone wants to ask you like, is Sandy the one for you? You're mm-hmm. going to say yes. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you, when you met me and we started long distance, did you think, wow, like I'm going to marry her? Like she's going to be my wife. Not right off the bat. No. Exactly. So then you don't truly believe in soulmates or the one. They're, like I'm, they're like 
it's okay. It's okay to agree with me. Don't worry. It's okay to have the same. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> I'm just saying there are people out there who truly believe that, um, you know, they're going to find that one person. So it's interesting that we agree because we can address the topic that someone sent us um, better now in the sense that the topic they asked us to talk about is how do you know you have found the one? And that is where I think we will both agree on the advice we can give people who are still looking for the one. And that's where it comes from. It's, first of all, ditch the notion that the one exists. The one takes time. It takes time for a person to become your one. Yeah, that's true. I agree on that. So then you do not believe that the one exists. No, I do. Because it is still the one. It's just, it's it's the one after you've opened, like you've seen every aspect of the person. I don't think the one, I don't think love at first sight exists, if that makes things easier for you to... Do you believe in soulmates? Do you think soulmates exist? Yeah, but your soulmate would... How do you know that you've found your soulmate if, like, you don't know everything about them? Okay, let me make it easier for you. The topic of today's podcast is, do you believe in the one? Mm -hmm. Okay? And you're kind of half, half. So I'm going to take Cinderella. Cinderella. Oh my God. Cinderella, she wants... You know, she is meant to stay at home and clean the house. And she sees this guy on a horse and she goes, what? Who are you? And she has to go to the ball to see him again. She has to. But that's just based on looks, I feel. No, it doesn't matter what it's based on. In her head, when she sees him, it's the one. We're not going to get into the specifics of Disney. This is why Disney has, you know, brought on all these. We're just going to go based off the magic of Disney. I'm saying the magic of Disney makes it that people like me are like, why can't Brian be more like, you know, Prince Charming? Yo, I am. You're not Prince Charming. Yeah, I have a whole uh, 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 carriage made out of a pumpkin and everything. Uh huh. With horses that used to be mice. <laughs> <laughs> I still no, remember. so I'm saying like that, like shows like, especially like movies, Hollywood, Disney. All those movies, a lot of those movies revolve around the one. They revolve around that concept that we're talking about right now, the one. And I think that when, let's say, you've been single for a long time or you just have a bad stretch of, you know, relationships, people start wondering, like, how am I going to know that I've ever found the one? And that's where it's like, you know, you're not going to know off the top of your head. You're basically going to find someone that you bond with, someone that you have a good time with. And there's going to be things about them that you don't like. And over time, you're going to think, you know what, the things I do like about them or the way they make me feel kind of outweighs those things I don't like about them. But I'm pretty sure every single person out there who's married right now who says what we just said, like, I have found my partner in crime or I have found my other half or he is my person. All of those people, for sure, they have one thing, at least one thing that they would change about their person. And that's why I don't think the one. Like, people shouldn't say I'm looking for the one. You're going to find someone who is perfectly imperfect for you, for your life, for exactly what you need. And it's going to blend right in with you. And it might be hard, but it's going to be a concept of constantly trying. You got to work at it. Like it's not it's not like a fairy tale or one of those like Hollywood movies where it just clicks off of, you know, the first time you see each other. Like it's going to there's going to be work. There's going to be baggage. There's going to be, you know, like Sandy said, imperfections and stuff that you need to either overlook or try to work with. Uh, and that's what makes it so amazing is that you work through those imperfections. And honestly, like you said that, that you mentioned that um, people who are married can probably give you one thing that they would want to change with their partner. But in my case, or at least the way I see it, 
I would say that I wouldn't change those things because that just makes it no, but that, perfect. No, that's the thing. Like that's why it works, right? That's we, we've 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 built our like routine. We've built our relationships around the things that we don't like about each other and what we do like about each other. So if that one thing that doesn't that we don't like is gone, it's like weird to us now. It's like wait, hold on, like that's not the way you you are. So it just it makes it feel off. If you will. I think it would make you less you is what you're saying. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Trying to shape. If you are that person right now out there and looking for the one, it's almost putting this mold on a person who has the potential of being your one true love. But we try and fit them through these molds and it doesn't like it doesn't work. Yeah. It's like trying to shape Brian to Prince Charming. Well, it's just not going to work. The beard, it's never going to get there. That's never going to get cut. It's never going to get there. And so it's just not going to work. Right. So if you kind of get out of this mindset of like, oh, you have to fit this cookie cutter Prince Charming, then you're probably going to miss out on a lot of potential people, potential people that may, you know, catch you off guard. And you might be like, whoa, I never thought I'd be into this kind of person or I never thought this kind of person would make me so happy. And then over time, you know, you'll learn to grow with that person and you might realize, wow, like this is my one, but it might not be what you thought it was. And I think in this day and age too, TVs and books and everything, at least for women, in my opinion, make it so much harder to picture ourselves with guys. Like, you know, sometimes like take the show, like the bachelor, for example, they have all the money in the world. What girl wouldn't want to go on a date like that? So then obviously when you look at your life, you're like, well, my boyfriend or the guy I'm, I'm seeing, let's say like, he doesn't make me feel that way. He doesn't take me on these types of adventures. So like, maybe he's not meant to be, maybe I need to look for someone who would take me above the clouds. But in reality, like it's just not real life. Yeah. You just can't do that. I, I can't, I can't afford to take you on a helicopter ride or travel the world every week. You know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. You also have to think too, um, that when you're looking for that person that you want to spend the rest, rest of your life with or be in a serious committed relationship with, you have to kind of weigh what you're willing to like work on and what you're willing to or like willing to accept and what you're not. That's a big thing too, right? Like if you want this person, if the priority for you is like, I want this person to be super family oriented and like, I want my parents to love him or I, I, and, and all that. And that's super high on your list. But let's say, I don't know. Um, the fact that he plays too many video games is, mm a downfall or a, a con for you how much is too much playing if playing video games too much how much does that weigh into your calculation and then make a decision based off that i don't know if that was confusing or not no it makes sense like i think another way of saying that is like the truth is you're probably compatible with several different kinds of people out there i think like being compatible with someone is something that's like there are so many ways in which you can be compatible with someone so it goes a little bit more than that that's kind of where you know finding your person comes from like different aspects of your personality interests might bond more with other people like you know you might be best friends with someone and date someone else and they might be totally different like you're into certain things Mm -hmm. you know of different people and so it's a matter too of like where your attraction takes you it's a matter of choice as well like who you see your life who you see yourself spending the life that you've always envisioned for yourself with. And so I think that let's say people who do believe in soulmates, like, I mean, good for you. Like 
amazing that you can live this fairy tale. I mean, I think every girl grows up thinking they want to have a fairy tale like that. But I think every person who has a soulmate, for example, they also make a choice of saying, this is my one. I choose to stay with this person. It's yeah. a choice for both, right? If you are not sure if this is your one or not and you want to trial and error a little more, then you're making a choice to kind of leave maybe a good thing behind and look for something else. Versus on the other hand, if you have found your soulmate, it's also a choice you're making to stay with that person, maybe miss out on something else or deal with whatever flaws this one has. Right. There's one thing too that I want to mention is that once you're when you're trying to look for that person, for that special person in your life, the one thing that I would suggest is don't change who you are. So stick stay true to your values, to your morals and all of that. And the other person should do the same as well. Um, but when you start to look for someone and you start changing the way you are at your core, at your foundation, that's when you start to lose yourself. And that's not healthy for anyone because later on your true self will come out and it will cause some tension in the relationship. It'll cause fights. It'll cause a lot of arguments that you guys can't see eye to eye on because you feel like you've put way too much in and let go of way too much for this relationship and the other person isn't doing the same same thing. So that's that's one thing. That's my two cents to that. However, there's a little asterisk I want to add to that is that that's not to say that there are some behaviors that you are doing or there are some things that, 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 that you're participating in that shouldn't be changed. Now, that's up to you to figure that out. But in my case, for example, there were a lot of things when I started dating Sandy that I had to let go of because it just wasn't healthy for me. But that I wasn't able to realize that until I started being in a more committed relationship. So take that with a grain of salt, I guess. Yeah, I think also like a lot of people talk about compromise in their relationship. Like, you know, it's all like you're always going to be compromising because no, I mean, like we're talking about no one person is truly meant to be with you 100%. So you're always going to be compromising what they want, what you want, how you feel, how they feel. And so I think something else that's important in knowing is like make a list maybe of like three things that you find that for you are things that you do not want to compromise on. Maybe that's the language they speak. Maybe that's um, whether or not they want children. Maybe it's whether or not they want to get married. Maybe it's their job, like how present they are with their families. Do they work a nine to five or are they never home? Whatever it is that that thing might be for you. Like it's totally individual. Those three things that you pick, you do not compromise on those. They are part of who you are. And if you're having a hard time finding that person because it's not really matching with those three things, it doesn't make it that you're difficult. It just makes it that those people, they're, they're not the ones for you. Once you settle those three things, critical things that you are not willing to budge on, anything else that comes after that, even if it seems like it's big and huge and problematic, it's probably not that big because you already have settled three things that are the most important to you. Everything else, if the person is worth it and you're feeling it with them, you can compromise on. You can make it. If both of you are into each other as much as, you know, as much as you can be, then anything else you can compromise on. But do not compromise on those three things that are it for you. Those things that make you you, that are part of who you are. If you compromise on those, it's going to go back to what Brian talked about. And then you will start changing and you will start not liking yourself first exactly. before that person starts not liking you anymore. Yeah. And then this is not fun for anyone. For you, especially. Like, I mean, this uh, the other person at this point, we don't care. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're the most important person. Your happiness is the most important thing. So don't 
let go of your happiness just because you want to try and fit this cookie cutter type of relationship you've seen in the movies or anything like that or what you see with your friends or it doesn't matter at the end of the day just be you and you'll find someone yeah and remember also that flaws or a better way of saying it like differences can be um what's the word i could use like building blocks no like they can yeah building blocks or they can end up being you know not that bad in the end like uh, like you can realize that something in your head that you say like i will never date a video game addict like that's just not me like i don't want someone that's stuck in front of a computer but you may realize that Shots you know fired. what it's not all that bad <laughs> or something you may realize that it's not as bad as you made it sound in your head this picture that you built in your head of like what those types of people are like that might not be your person your person can be really into video games and not fit the stereotype that we see again in movies and tv shows so those two things can be true too you are allowed to not like that but you may be surprised that the person is not all that bad while still being like that mm. so in a general sense sandy for you when you're looking at let's not call it the one for you because you don't you don't think that the one exists right off Neither the bat do you Neither Half. Do you. I'm 50-50. But you're you're you believe the one exists five years later. That's not the one. No, nah, I th- maybe not five years. That's okay, so long. when did you know I was the one? Let's say when did you know I'm going to marry this girl? A year in. No. A year in. I don't even believe you. Seriously, you're no. In, a year in. No, hold on. Whenever you moved in, was it a year in? No, I moved in three years in. Was it? It felt like a year. No. It felt like 10 years. That's true. We were long distance. No, it, you're right. It's when you moved in and the, and that was pretty much the glue in it because of two reasons. One, we survived long distance. It, it was tough, but we, we made it through. And two, we had just gotten Sam at the time and we like both pitched in as much as we can to raise Sam. And that really brought to light like Sandy's like motherhood like her her mom skills and i was like for me that's a big thing like i'm like i want someone who is very motherly to potential children and stuff like that so when i saw that and when sandy was able to exhibit those behaviors i was like all right i'm locked in i would say four years in for you no three no because like the first year we lived together you're gonna tell me how long it was for me yes no it's three years i'm telling you no i'm telling you like when we moved in together the first year that we lived together and we had Sam, you were not on board with Sam. What? We talked about this in our first episode. For you, it was like all of a sudden coming home and having to take care of a dog. It was like, what? Why? Like, I got to go and play. Like, I've been at school for eight hours. Yeah, yeah, it there's... took a little bit for you to realize, okay, like now I live with this person that I love and her dog. And it took you a little bit to get into this like family groove. I agree with you that once we did get in that groove of family life, then yeah, sure. If If that's when you felt that I was the one then sure but I'm telling you when we first moved in together that major adjustment you definitely did not think of me yeah, as the one because, at the time yeah I did I did because it did those at that point those, the one minus the, the dog those things no not even that of course not 100% no <laughs> if you didn't have a dog I don't know where we would be at <laughs> no no but you wanted the dog without all the work is what you wanted that's not true I I honestly I if I was if I was able to be there I would have been I, you, you know, I was doing my exams at the time. You had, you I'm had just, just saying, I think him. it was hard for you at the beginning. It's okay to admit that. I remember... I'm not the... saying it's, it, it wasn't hard. I'm saying that based on the past three years we were together, whatever was going on at the time, to me, wasn't a big deal. It wasn't enough for me to be like, nah, she's not for me. 
that's what I'm trying to get. That's what I'm trying to get at. With with Sam being um, or having to like raise Sam in a different way than when I was raising him in the summer because now he's living with me, taking on more responsibilities and stuff like that. Plus your school and more of like a cohesive unit working together. With the ups and downs, the ups outweighed the downs. Yeah, but that's not the one. That's like the one three years later. That's not the one. The Cinderella doesn't take six years to figure out if she likes Prince Charming or not. She likes him. That's it. That glass slipper, it fits her. It, it works. It doesn't take okay, forever. Explain to me then the movies where they're like friends for like years. Like they've been friends since like like they were Who? They've been, years always old in been movies. in love. No, they've been in love. You know, the and movie this, starts and you always say they're going to end up together. Hold on. And yeah, because you can tell, you know, what, exactly. you know it's a rom-com. Exactly. But hold on. Let me, let, me, let me explain. It's a girl and a guy. They've been friends since like four, since like at yeah, the age of four, they've lived together or like in the same street and like they've been hanging out, whatever. And she's dating some guy. He's dating some girl. They're conflicting in their own relationships. They go back to, to each other to talk it out. They realize, oh crap, I actually love you instead. And then they, they get end up going together. That's over years. That's not the one. But that's over years. They realize it. They but that's since not they were the four. one. That's not the one. You don't think so? No. I think. I don't think the one. Okay. Anyways, you need to take a stand. You either believe the one exists or you don't. And it sounds like you don't because you can't be halfway. You can't be like, well, no. no. Because it's it's the note. I think what we disagree on is the notion of the one. I'm saying the one exists, whether it's three years on the line or literally within the hour but Brian, you're saying that everyone the wind, believes the one, the one exist. exists right or else no one would be getting married that's why i'm not understanding but, like, you, just, but you said you didn't you you said the because one the exist. notion of the one that notion of someone on earth being created for you that is where the notion the one comes from once like i just read to you the definition i know, I know. the greek gods and it's stuff. someone it's like saying that there's someone on this earth out there that is meant for you do you believe that I was meant for you? No. I think you believe that I grew into being someone that you're like, yes, I can live my life with this woman for the rest of my life. I'm going to ask her to marry me. People get married either because they found the one or because they completed their life with this person. It doesn't mean that person was born for them. I feel like that's a little extreme. Yeah, that's why the one doesn't exist. Thank you. No, I'm saying that the one has to be over time. It has to. Like, there's no way. There's In no way. In every Disney movie, the one is not okay, over we're time. We're not talking about Disney movies. This yes, Disney this is movie. where I get my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, what I'm saying is that. Okay. Side note, actually. Is it weird that there's some people out there who, like, like ask their girlfriend or whatever to marry marry them? Like, they get engaged. Like, they, they get on their knee and they, ask, they propose. I guess that was the word I was looking for, propose. They propose and, you know... The girl is like, no. Or the guy is like... I think that's a topic for another time. I mean, yeah, it Isn't happens. that crazy, though? Like, how do you not know when you You're when you getting propose? off track. Anyways, that happens, sorry. yes. <laughs> no, it, I want to tie... It, here, this is how I'm going to tie it back to the one. If you found the one, you know for sure when you're proposing, this person's saying yes. No. Yeah. No. No? No. Why? It just means that you found someone that you trust and love. It but doesn't mean they're the one. You're making them the one now. I guess we can get into the whole topic of like divorce and stuff like that, but let's not let's not get into that. No, what? You, well, yeah, because you can find you can say you found the one now, right? That's and why I don't think the one the line, exists. You're literally just emphasizing my point: divorces, separation, everything like that. It exists in the world. If the one existed, then you know you would find them. They would be made for you on this earth. You would never disagree. You would love everything about each other. You would marry each other. You would forever be happy for the rest of eternity, and the end, like a Disney movie. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm standing firm that the one is some is a notion that applies over time because. But that's not fair. Because no. Hold on. Because you need to know the ins ins and out of the person you're with to be able to come to the conclusion that this person is the one. No, I feel like so you whether, can't take that stand. You cannot no, but, because everyone's going to agree with that. Think about it. Who wouldn't agree with that? It's like saying so you don't want to lose. Can no, you let me win one. No, it's like saying no. It just doesn't make sense. You have to either believe the one exists or not. Because if you're saying, yeah, I believe it exists after a couple of years, after getting to know each other, after living together, after raising a dog, after, you know what I mean? Like no, but I'm who, saying that could also of course. apply. That could also apply with if you were friends before. Like I know in our Brian, case, but say, I'm saying it's in not our case, the notion of the one. In our case, we were friends before we started dating. So when we started dating, it, there wasn't that many, that much building that needed to, to happen. We already knew our personalities. I didn't think you were the one when I started dating you. I no, didn't, me neither. I didn't know if I was going to be with you three months, six months, two days. Two days? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Well, I don't know. Are you going to take me to the movies or not? I did. Yeah, I, exactly. I did take you to a movie. So we made it three days. VIP movie. And four days. And VIP. five days. I know. I'm just saying. That's my point. Like, if you didn't take me to the movies, then probably two days. So you're telling me that the movies is your threshold? Yeah, you wouldn't be the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to take a stand. This isn't fair. You can't say, yeah, the one after a couple years. That's not how this works. Everyone's going to vote for that, first of all. Okay, so saying is just scared of losing. I'm not scared of losing. You just, the, the, the purpose of this is to have, you know, is, is to speak. You have to just stand on okay. the side. You can't be halfway in the soccer field. You're on team blue and team red. So do you believe in the one? No. You don't? There is no human on earth created for each individual. That is what the one means. Hmm. Actually, no, I'm just going to do that. Why? No, I feel like that's a good concluding sentence. <laughs> 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 you need to just pick a side and wrap it up. I think, No more argument. I think the one does exist. Period. You Period. don't get to say anything else. I will. Period. Oh, fine. I, Period. Fine. Period. Let the listeners go back and listen to our arguments and let them decide. You don't get to add anything to that. It's period. You believe the one exists. You believe humans on earth were created for you. You believe I was born for you. It's kind of cute. Just leave it at that. Let it be. Good moment. All right, guys. Give me this one, please. Give me this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the win. <laughs> Anyways. Um, to cast your votes, like Brian mentioned earlier in the episode, you can head over to Instagram on Wine and Soda Podcast. And please, please, please go ahead and send us more uh, topics or suggestions that you'd like us to talk about. This, uh, this topic of today was kind of inspired by someone who reached out to us, and we absolutely love hearing from you guys. So we totally appreciate it and motivates us to do more of these for you. And, um, well, I always like a good wine, so keep listening. <laughs> and I just want a new type of soda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Take, Take care. care.